No, look at me. I love you. You're all I bloody think about. Dream about. You're in my gut, in my throat. I'm drowning in you, Shelly. I'm drowning in you. Hello, and welcome to episode 104 of Under the Call of MS. We'll play on a little phrase by Spike from Angel, Buffy, those series. I picked up Angel and Spike number 14, cover B, because it's got a werewolf. Red-headed dude sitting by his guitar with a wolf shadow in the background. I got all excited about this. I went off the run. I didn't keep up with the run. I wasn't thrilled with the whole art style and everything that was going on with the Angel and the Buffies. I ran through the Hellmouth and then took a break. And then one of the people in our group were reviewing Angel and Spite number 14 they mentioned about the whole appearance of oz was one of my favorite characters from the buffy series that i felt was short-lived and taken out of the series too damn quick but uh i really like how they did this uh you basically have angel and spike out and about dealing with a werewolf creature i don't want to give away all the things that happen between them and stuff but you end up finding out that this werewolf is oz so i am really hoping that boom studios goes takes a deep dive on oz and doesn't just throw them out the door quick like in the past so hopefully we'll get to see that that in the future uh i probably won't pick them up right now i'll wait until i find them in bargain bins and stuff like that so like i said i wasn't overly thrilled with the rest of the series and stuff i'm more into the old school one i'd like to stay back to those and experience this one later on when i find them down the road i'll get more into them and see if the series was better than it started out to be. Uh, I also got to finish off uh, Death to the Army of Darkness. Picked up number five, cover D, because it's like a Teenage Mutant Ninja style parody cover. So I really like that. So I picked that one up because of the cover and finishing off the series. And I was very, very, very pleased with this run. Uh, I hope eventually it goes on a little, goes on more, comes out with a second run or something. But yeah, can't go wrong with Ash and all the little Ash characters. And basically got Ash as a girl, Ash as a dog, Ash as a skeleton, a little Ash, Ash himself, and a chainsaw. It's just, uh, it's a very fun run. If you like Army of Darkness, Evil Dead, Ash and the gang, check those out. You won't be won't be disappointed at all. Uh, then a run I wanted to get a long time ago when it first came out because I wanted a certain cover, and then that cover got sold out, and I never got a chance to get it. And 
I could have got issue two on and stuff, but I didn't really want to waste my time without having the first one. Because if I'm going to have to wait to read it, might as well wait till I get a better deal on it. Then I came across a deal on the first three issues of Shang-Chi from Marvel, the new run that they've, they're doing. Uh, this gets in first three issues, get you deep into the story. You get to go back into uh, China and uh, how the warriors, the five warriors were put together and why the whole clan exists and everything and their purpose and life of the original deadly warriors and um you got saber that of course carries the big long saber sword you got the yellow throws the knives you got the uh my brain's just not working this one now uh you got the bow staff you got the hand which is shang chi the power of the hand the hammer uh which is the sister shang chi's sister they grew up with that uh they're very close and he never understood why she is angry with him and just attacks him. He thought she was dead. He is happy to see she's alive. A bunch of things happen with the family and the five five deadly warriors, the new new versions of them. Uh, the one warrior dies, he gets defeated, and there's a Field with the five different symbols on it and the flame that was uh, burning for, I believe it was Saber, uh, goes out and the hand flame ignites, whereas the hammer thought the hammer would ignite and she'd become the top warrior and it didn't happen that way and she's not happy with that outcome and it is believed that since it's the spirit of their dead dad that controls that plaque and everything that it was a commemoration or something like that uh that his spirit is the one that changed the candle and the hand, which is Shang Chi, so Shang Chi comes back from America to deal with things. And it's a very fun and uh, interesting storyline that they're going with here. Uh, I don't remember anything of Shang Chi from my past. I read it back in the older days, back in like the. 80s, 70s, 80s. I read a couple issues. Uh, didn't dive into the series or anything, but loved it because I was into martial arts at, at, in my childhood. And uh, so I'd eat up anything I could find martial arts-wise, but I was never a big reader till now, so I didn't dive into things like I would have if I would have been grabbed by a more and a Obviously, it didn't pull me in hard enough to 
make me want to see what's coming out next and like they are today's in today's times but yeah it's uh i'm very happy with this run i'm glad i found the first three issues uh i don't like the third one is shane chi versus sister dagger which is the knife throwing uh deadly warrior versus zombie vampires and the thing you gotta know is don't look at this as normal uh westerner style characters you're not gonna see the blood-sucking vampire styles you're gonna see the more zombified dead stare type uh Chinese folklore. I don't know. I'm probably saying it all wrong, but sure you get the gist of it. There, different countries have different depictions of the same named characters: zombies, vampires, werewolves, all that. So they they're not exactly your Buffy the Vampire Slayer style <laughs> vampires. So don't be expecting that if you grab see the cover and want to jump into a vampire story. But there it's still a great, wonderful storyline that they're doing. Uh yeah. I'm sucked in and I'm gonna keep grabbing them when I find them. So and speaking of the warrior spirits, one of my favorite uh knife wielding rabbits, Usagi Yojimbo. Uh, Wanderers Road, issue one, number one, or whatever. This has started up in 2020, uh, another new run of Usagi Yojimbo. There's a fun little dinosaur. In the beginning, that's just trying to live his life. Just a cute little... Dinosaur style creature. Uh, and just trying to wakes up, wants something to eat, goes around town looking for some food, not understanding the whole philosophy behind pain for things and all that stuff. And keeps getting in trouble with different chefs and people around the town. They chase the poor thing up into a tower, and Usagi Yojimbo comes. Into town, and he sees all the villagers surrounding this big pillar. And he's like, What the heck's going on? And sees this poor character up there, creature, just scared. And so he climbs up to the top and gets to meet the character and try to talk to him and help him. And of course, the villagers have to destroy everything, kill everything, so they attack it. The tower and all that, and I don't want to go any deeper because so I'll give everything away. But yeah, you get to see what happens with Usagi and the little green dinosaur character, and it's a lot of. I love everything Usagi or Jimbo. It's never disappointed me yet. Uh, I'm surprised they're still doing runs. Whether they know that they came out with as much as they did, so I got a lot of back 
issues to catch up on. But yeah, this is you know nothing about Isaji or Jimbo. I suggest jumping on in this one. This is I think a great way to introduce you to him. I'm sure he'll get into more of the backstory and all that stuff. But this makes this you're just starting off with a nice character that shows up at a village. Something's going on, he checks it out. And you get to see what happens to the start of his whole journey and what's going to go on. It's fun. I suggest you like martial arts style cartoons and stuff like that. Check them out. Another one I don't think you can be disappointed with, but who knows? I could be wrong. And then for the family, the whole family, kids out there and stuff. Oh, yeah, comics gang again. Ert and Franco and the gang. I picked up the Grim Reaper Halloween special. Uh, this was a one shot. Your normal yearly Halloween. One shot that came out in 2004. Art and Franco, and it's a black and white comic. As always, with Grim Reaper, you got a bunch of nice little stories. You got his a variety of him visiting his psych psychiatrist, uh, visiting and messing with the older ladies and. <laughs> Just, you get a zombie butler story in here. The zombie butler going to the supermarket, picking up his things. Just zombie butler has a, a few stories in here. A scrub a dubbing laundry one where he's doing the laundry and some mishap happens. You get to go to. 80s to help to hang out with the devil and just just tons of little fun stories in here, Halloween related. Lots of stuff with Zombie Roy and the Grim Reaper, but yeah, you want some fun? You like the Halloween specials? The good one to pick up. Yeah, very fun week for comics with this run. Now we got to get into the depressing part, into our MS talk. <laughs> and one thing, this is pretty much everybody related. It's not just MS related because we've been, it's getting to be that time of year, disaster season's going to be hitting again. We got through the fires and winter hit now. You're going to have all the mudslides and all that crap happen, but you got to be prepared. So, know about places like ready.gov is a good resource for disaster preparedness plans. But if you have MS, you'll need to add other items to the emergency checklist that this will recommend, like. Register with your local authorities. Experts recommend signing up for alerts. 
premier local office of emergency management. Uh, find a statewide organization. Look at FEMA.gov backslash emergency dash management dash agencies. They advise contacting your local police and fire departments and ambulance service and telling them ahead of time you have a disability. You may also want to inquire about a registry in your locality for people who need extra help. Uh, you can check with your local electricity provider to see if it maintains a registry of people with health conditions require electricity related aids like air conditioning and refrigeration for medications. People on registry can get status updates and priority for power restoration during an emergency, especially if you're hooked up to any type of life supporting devices or anything like that, or breathing oxygen, things that have to be plugged in and running. Uh, you can find the closest shelters at disasterassistance.gov. You can also find a list of hotels that parta participate in FEMA's Transitional Sheltering Assistance Program at FEMA EVACHotels.com. FEMA may pick up the tab for your stay at those hotels, but availability is limited, like everything, like assisting devices and stuff that you can get help with. Uh, put together a go bag. Make sure you got a variety of batteries in case you need them. Uh, important documents like birth and marriage certificates, insurance, inventories, deeds, IDs, stocks, bonds, and bank information. I'd say just personally, I like the little carry along, like 14 by 12 or bigger. I don't know what size they are, but. They're those personal fireproof safes. I think those work out great. Keep all your shit in. If you have to go, you grab and go. If you deal with a fire, you're fireproof. So a whole house can burn down and that'll still be there. Uh, you're screwed if you get a landslide and it goes floating off or something like that. But but yeah, those things are better than just like a little file cabinet, especially when you're doing dealing with uh, important documents. Portable radio of some sorts. Don't just rely on your little cell phone. Cell towers and all that shit goes out. Nice old AM, FM. They got the tiny little ones you can pick up. Just to have, just in case of emergency. Only a few bucks. And you can find some of them at yard sales and stuff. Have yourself a first aid kit. Uh, like if you have uh, the extra benefits and stuff with your insurance, you can get a uh, certain amount of money every three months to spend towards medical supplies and stuff. And they have some great first aid kits and stuff in there. A flashlight or two. Uh, the LEDs are awesome. They they got nice small ones that you can preserve the batteries in until the emergency. A medical alert tag or bracelet if you have one. A list of all your prescription drugs, including the dosages, prescription number, and pharmacy. Name, address, and phone number on them. And don't forget your pets. Uh, make sure you got a variety of things for them. Have some 
Uh, it doesn't hurt to have a little container of food for you and your pets and just in case and all that stuff. Uh, Humane Society of the United States, go to humanesociety.org and type disaster in the search engine. And Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, cdc.gov, backslash features, backslash pets, pets and disasters. Offers tips for caring for animals during an emergency, along with a list of pet-friendly hotel websites. Any basic emergency preparedness plan calls for taking important documents like birth and marriage certificates, insurance, inventories, deeds, IDs, stocks, and bonds, and bank information with you. It's also important to include your medical records, health insurance cards, contact information for your health care. Providers, names, and model numbers of your medical devices and a list of all your prescription drugs, including the dosage, prescription number, pharmacy, just like I just said earlier. Uh, Anything that's important, get it. GetReady.gov. You can visit nationalmssociety.org backslash emergency prep for an extensive disaster preparedness plan and emergency resource list. Uh, once the disaster's all over with, uh, you got general assistance dialing 211 or visiting 211search.org connects you with your local United Way churches and community organizations that offer financial assistance, counseling, and other forms of help. Disasterassistance.gov, where you can find more than 70 forms of assistance from 17 federal agencies including emergency housing and food. You can find resource centers at, at redcross.org backslash about-us backslash our-work backslash disaster relief. Salvation Army Disaster Relief Services provides meals, hygiene kits, social services, and emotional and spiritual care to disaster survivors at disaster.salvationarmy.com. USA.org, see what's offered in your area. Yeah, it's a lot, of, a lot of stuff you can get into if you're getting a disaster, need help before and after disaster. Prepare yourself. You never know what's going to happen in this world. You just dealt with it with COVID and all that shit. Yeah, anything can happen. Let's look at some MS questions out there. Like, how do I get the best information about multiple sclerosis? Don't rely on your search engine. Bing, Google, all Dr. Google, all that stuff's just going to drive you down a deep rabbit hole. It's going to scare the shit out of you. Valuable science-based information be found by doing searches on phrases like cell depletion, the disease modifying therapy, uh, nationalmssociety.org, make a list of questions for your healthcare provider, and they'll answer what they can for you and help you out. But yeah, it's you can go down a deep dive of a lot of different pages and groups and all that and just get a lot of misinformation so watch what's out there and like i said don't don't listen to all my any of my information i'm just 
giving you what I hear and see. How is my disease going to progress? Will I end up in a wheelchair? People can live long, happy lives with MS. Before DMTs, it was almost labeled a death sentence, but now they got things that can delay things and help us hopefully live a longer, better existence with this shitty disease. But none of us are alike. So we all experience this stuff differently. So keep track of your progress and just see the direction you're going and work with your doctors and talk it over. And you might not end up in a wheelchair. You might end up running a marathon in your 80s. Who knows? Might get lucky. You got to just live your life and see how you're going. Don't ask others how they're doing how you're going to end up. They don't know. Only your body knows. So, do what you can. Last as long as you can. Should I get a second opinion about my diagnosis? How do I find a good healthcare team? You shouldn't be afraid to get a second opinion for MS. It's, it's definitely worth double checking on something that's incurable important to feel comfortable with your providers, including their level of experience and bedside manner. Visit a specialized MS center if one is available for you. If it's around your area, if you're not, just work with whatever MS providers you can find close to you. Uh, you can do virtual appointments nowadays too, which is really nice. Have MS fellowship trained neurologist, uh, physical therapist, urologist, psychologist, social workers, and other clinicians trained in MS in your group. Consult with an MS specialist. Ask your neurologist if there's an MS specialist near you. If there isn't, one option is to travel to a specialist annually or communicate through the tele telemedicine. And a lot of great neurologists and stuff lately with this COVID that is actually another benefit. I and mean, this disease sucks. Everything that's going on sucks, but we are getting a lot of benefits. This way, way for us people that can't get around as much to get to talk to doctors. I and mean, Dr. Bolster just did a nice little group uh, Zoom event. And there's another one, I think, coming up with another doctor this week. I want to check out. And I know Zane different MS groups and stuff, you can find out about these things and get alerts when they have the speeches and the events going on and you can ask them questions or just listen to others that talk to them and find, find out things you might not know. Uh, how do I find support groups or individuals with MS? Uh, Facebook groups, yeah, we are Illmatic which is an African-American support group for MS warriors. Yeah, the MS-Kateers, a band of misfit MSers. Uh, there's groups and support offered through MS organizations like the National MS Society, MS Foundation, msfocus.org, mymsaa.org. There's tons of people you can get hooked up with. 
that are outside of organizations and stuff like that too. Lots of men's group, women's groups, people of certain ages from certain environments, races, uh, countries, all that stuff. Yeah, search keywords and see what you come across. Should I quit my job? Should I tell my employer I have MS? Newly diagnosed people don't make rash decisions without thinking about your long-term consequences. And in addition to paycheck, there are benefits to working. Not everyone can continue their job or perform it as they did before their MS diagnosis. MS navigators help people understand their legal rights and responsibilities that apply to employment, including disclosure and accommodations that can be requested under the Americans with Disability Act. Uh, there are psychological issues that may need to be addressed as well. And you got to look at your coworkers, your employers and stuff, and you can kind of read certain things. Uh, you might want to watch what you bring out right away and talk to some others about it first. A lot of dickheads out there don't understand what's going on and they just feel you're not doing enough for them. They don't need you anymore and stuff like that. So be sure about what you say before you say it and prepare yourself what could happen. And a lot of people are understanding in this day and age, but there are a lot of assholes out there. Speaking of assholes, be good to each other. <laughs> take care of yourself. Take care of your disease. Beat this monster down. And we'll get back to you again soon. Have a great one.